Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Demon Land podcast. My name is Andy, and joining me is my co-host, Grapeviney. Good evening, Grapeviney. How are you? Well, thanks, Andy, and uh, hello to all the Demon Landers out there. Demon Faithful. Yes, JLT2 is uh, in the can, and uh, well, we didn't quite get through the pre-season unscathed, but we did get through undefeated, uh, which is a bonus. So, uh, how did you? Uh, how did you see? Go trophy ahead. Trophy for that? <laughs> no. Well, we didn't. Uh, we didn't finish on the top of the JLT ladder. That that disappoints me. Our, our percentage wasn't quite good enough. I think. Uh, those honours go to uh, Richmond. Uh, but, you know, to get through with undefeated, uh, it's a good step. I don't know uh, how, what exactly that means in terms of the season. If you have a look at all the statistics throughout the years, um, you know, it really means nothing if you go through undefeated. There's been teams that haven't won a match and then uh, sort of skipped their way through into finals and winning premierships. So, um, But better winning than losing, I say. Uh, absolutely, and look, for the most part, the boys have looked pretty good. I don't know how good our opposition has been. Uh, you know, North are pretty much predicted to to finish somewhere near the bottom. Um, St Kilda will probably be a, a bit closer to where we're at, but I, I think they're still behind us and probably some way off us. Um, and aside, uh, aside from letting some of that game... Um, uh, Slip where the boys perhaps went to sleep again. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a good uh, been a good lead in. It has, and we'll talk more about that game in just a moment. If anyone would like to join us and talk to us um, about anything that we discuss tonight or anything that's on your mind, uh, feel free to call at any time. Uh, the ways to call us is zero um, three. 90163366 that's 0390163366 or you can Skype us search for demonland31 um and just uh should come up demonland and uh just uh connect to us and uh we'll get you on the air as soon as we can should we start off by addressing the elephant in the room <laughs> which elephant would that be how many elephants do we have uh, going well, into 2018 there is uh now a direct threat to the Demon Land podcast, a very predatory move by the club today <laughs> to announce its own podcast. Well, um, I wouldn't call it predator, predatory. Um, the, club, the club has every right to, uh, to do what they, what they like. Um, I think this is a disgrace, Andy, <laughs> and I'd have to check on the internet, but I'm pretty sure we invented the podcast <laughs> format. Uh, this is a blatant rip-off from the club. I sent a very strongly worded legal <laughs> letter to Peter Jackson Cease today. and desist. Cease and desist. Just back off, pal. We, uh, You concentrate on getting the premiership. <laughs> we'll deliver the podcast That's content. Right. Well, um, But completely separate to that, can I ask you for a reference? Um <laughs> Because I am going, I can't say, I'm just going for a new job. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, look, I've got no problem with the club. Um, you know, they'll podcast well before us. There would Melbourne podcast before us. Um, but, you know, I've got no problem with it. I said on the site today, um, 
that, you know, I don't have a problem with the club doing it. Uh, this site, you know, was came out, came out, was born 20 years ago um, out of the fact that there is very little official Demons content on the web uh, and what little content there was, um, there certainly wasn't any official channels where you could discuss the Ds with other D supporters. Uh, there were other websites. Demonology had started around that time, which is no longer. Uh, Big Footy, which is still around, which is more, you know, they have their club forums, but it was more of a general thing uh, that was yep. out there. Um, and it wasn't until the last couple of years, I don't know whether it was five, eight, ten years, that the club slowly, slowly started to produce more and more content, uh, more videos, uh, more interviews, uh, articles. But Demoland was always there for discussion and debate. The, the club never had an official forum, uh, probably because they didn't want to get involved in the whole moderating and you know we we've had 10 bad years of uh they'd um, only be able to keep one fiftieth of the content that would get posted up there yeah and look um, look we moderate and you know we, at times we may seem heavy-handed but it's more to protect ourselves legally when you know i don't i don't mind people having a point of view but when you start bagging players just without any constructive criticism you know that's where we can get into a bit of trouble but for the most part we let people speak their mind and we understand when we have bad losses that people need to vent and you know the club sort of never went down that route of having that and you know, i understand why they didn't and you know um I, i'm a little I'm, I'm actually surprised that the club's actually doing a podcast because they've got a massive social media following they've got 130 or 150,000 followers on Facebook I'm not sure what Twitter is uh and Instagram but they've got a lot there they can produce video content and do interviews and get that out to a very large audience so podcasting seems a backward step if I had the funds that they did and uh, I'd be doing video things if I had the access to the players that they have. I'd well, be... they, they do that, don't they? Well, they uh, do. So yeah, I, I like it. Just yeah, it seems strange that they would add um, the podcast format to what they've already got, given that, as you say, they can bombard and they do bombard us with uh, all of that content already, uh, particularly the videos and I love uh, that the content, post-match interviews and, and yeah. all of it. Yeah. And having said that, I've got no problem with the with the demons have where there being more demons content on the net. If they're going to do a podcast, great. Well, you know, I'd love to hear Max talk, and I think he's their first guest on it. Um, copy, copy. <laughs> no. Look, I'm not trying to compete <laughs> with the club. In my eyes, the club always comes first. I've always any of the people that I have contact with the club. Um, I've always said to them, you know, the club comes first. So I'm very much aware that the club comes first. So I don't mind that. Uh, their podcast, I think, is hosted by Clint Stanaway and someone from Fox 40. I can't remember who it was. And look, they're media professionals. There's no way we can compete with that um, you know, in comparison. We're complete amateurs um, when it comes to interviewing and broadcasting. And, and look, we're not experts. I mean... You probably are, but I'm not. So I'm certainly not. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. I'm just a guy watching in the stands and saying what I see, and it might not be right. It might not, <laughs> might not uh, you know. I don't know. But, uh, you know, we just do this for fun, and that's always what we've done with this, with this website. Um, so more demon content, the more the better, I say. 
Clint makes a good point that there's uh, now more Melbourne podcasts than supporters, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is probably probably about right. So, um, yep, the more the better. Why not? But like, it's it's good a, luck getting Jakovic on. Yeah, no. No, <laughs> that's right. He's he's ours. <laughs> we we yeah. Jakovic is ours, and uh, we'll we we're going to keep him. So, um, but uh, you know. Whatever. Good luck to the club, and um, you know. I just... Look, it, it does, uh, you know, it does potentially make it harder to get guests on because, as we know already in our dealings with the club, the players do a lot of um, a lot of media work already. Um, you know, we know uh, uh, in trying to get some of the um, uh, the female players on. Daisy uh, has already got her own podcast. Uh, with Sam Lane and somebody else, um, so it's a you know it's a very heavy market, heavily saturated market. It yeah, it, look it, it is, and uh, I mean the clubs told me that they'll still allow us to have players on the club every now and again, and from the club every now and again they said their podcast takes precedence, and I understand that, and you know um, you know we've got a good relationship with the club, um, so uh, I can't see. That not continuing into the future, so um, you know we'll uh, we'll just try and bring you um, the best content we can bring you, um, and we'll always provide a venue for demon fans to vent. <laughs> Hopefully, not as much venting as there has been in the last few years. Yep. All right. So um, moving on from that, uh, JLT two. Um, We'll we'll start with the the good signs and then possibly uh, talk about the bad signs. So, uh, what was good uh, from your point of view? What what stood out? Who stood out uh, as being you know as good signs for you? Uh, The thing I liked, which I think we've seen already, is the spread um, the spread across the side. Um, We're not relying on the efforts of one or two individuals to carry the rest of the team is a very even performance across the field. Um, uh, and I think it, I didn't look at the numbers, but I think, again, we had, um, you know, we kicked a very, uh, very reasonable score um, and there was a very even spread of goal kickers. And I think that's very important too. In terms of individuals, I was most interested uh, to see Bailey Fritch uh, again, I guess I was curious to see whether um, uh, whether we'd see uh, the same as what he delivered in uh, in JLT one, and I wasn't let down at all. Um, he really looks to uh, to have quite a bit of skill, doesn't he? Yeah, he only and ki- he talent o- and uh, and nous he- as well as um, as well as guts. Yeah, he only kicked the one goal, but he did a few nice things sort of further up the ground, I thought. Uh, positioned himself well. The goal that he kicked was, uh, you know, he sort of, he did something earlier on in the contest, ran, kept running down, got a handball off from Petraka, I think, and kicked a nice little little sort of snap goal on the run and, um, you know, shows, shows a fair bit. And, like, he picks up the ball beautifully um, off the yep. ground. So uh, there's a lot and to he like. he seems to really use it well. Yeah, he does. Uh, there's a lot to like him. Are you? Um, I, I've been sure that he's going to play round one. What? What? What are your thoughts, uh, round one? Well, or? I had a question mark next to it uh, going into the weekend, but uh, he's he's in for mine now for sure. Um, 
uh, Simon Goodwin was almost confirmed as much in the post-match interview. Now, not the post-match press conference, but Fox interviewed him on the ground virtually seconds after the siren as as they were coming off. Um, And he didn't quite say he was a lock, but um, it was words to the effect that it's going to be very hard to leave him out. Uh, And I think that's proven to be the case. And the forward line really has got a lot of X factor in it now. Yeah, Um, Bailey's definitely got it. Um, we know, um, obviously, CP5, uh, when he's there, he's got it, and, and Mitch Hannon's uh, shown that he's got it too. And even, you know, we saw Harms last year bob up with those uh, early early goals against uh, St Kilda, I think. Yeah. So... Kick three, yeah, that's, three in the first quarter, yeah. and not, not forgetting Jeffy Garlett on his first, you know, back. Of course. He only had 11 disposals, but every time he gets near the ball, you know, especially he gets the ball in the forward line, he's... he's you know, pretty much going to kick a goal, kick two. Um, you know, did a few nice things around the ground as well. Melksham bobbing up for two, Brayshaw yep. for two, uh, Oliver for two. Um, you know, so we've got a few of those midfielders uh, getting down there. And you want to see that? You want to see more of that too? I think they mentioned that on the weekend that yeah. uh, the midfield hadn't contributed a lot last year, goals wise, but. Um, Tyson, uh, we're Salem. seeing that a bit now, yeah. Tyson and Salem bobbing down for a goal. You know, Tommy Bug uh, kicked a goal. Look, uh, Tommy Bug's got to do something about his kicking. Have really good goal since. Um, well, I've always I'd wanted him to kick a ball. To see his accuracy rate, I think it'd be pretty high. He kicked a ripper from outside fifty, um, and then did some unusual celebration. Which uh, I don't know if I'm a big fan of of that type of celebrating. That's a bit of that NBA, NFL sort of celebration. I think I can do without that. Um, definitely not halfway through a game. I'd like to, don't mind it maybe at the end of a game, but, um, you know, once you've got the job yep. done. But uh, Look, anyway. I, I confess I'd love to see Jesse kick 10 every week <laughs> and Jeffy to get another 10. Um, and that'd, uh, that'd do me for getting the 20 goals a week, but... Um, there's no denying that spreading it out, uh, you know, across the entire forward line is is the uh, is the preferred option. We, Goodwin seems to have really built that uh, well, um, and and you know it's it's come together quite quickly, I think, hasn't it? Yeah, we had 13 separate uh, goal scorers, and and that's a good good uh, good spread. And it was uh, it was a similar number against uh, North I think wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm really liking that aspect of our game because you got to you know oppositions have to sort of <laughs> hold down every player you hold down one and another few are going to bop up. So um how did you think we performed without Tom McDonald in the forward line um considering that he may or may not play in round 1? Well, the evidence suggests we did all right yeah. because we didn't, uh, uh, you know, we kicked a high score. Um, there was a spread of goal kickers. Um, uh, Cam Pedersen didn't have a great game, but he's a more than capable replacement for Tom. Um, so, uh, yeah, if, if, um, if he's out for the first few rounds, then I think we'll still get by uh, as much as we need him and want him. Yeah. If Tom is out, uh, Pedersen's obviously uh, the one to, to replace him. Do you think Cam will be in there if Tom is playing? That's sort of the question that's sort of no. out there. Do, will we have the three big guys, nope. Hogan? No. Nope. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, that answers that. Um, <laughs> Why do you think he will? No, no. It's it's just look. I, I do. I really like Cam Peterson. Um, but yeah, I think if if Tom's there, maybe he gets squeezed out. But very unlucky to be squeezed out. But yeah, I he mean, then you take if, if Peterson plays, you're taking away one of those X factors. Mm, that's true. So you know, it, it's just it's a no brainer for mine. Um, um, yep. Yeah. So very happy with you know we had uh, we had a lot of contra- contributors in the middle. Uh, how did you see? Our defence, um, you know, Lever early on, uh, he's, he's great, isn't he? Uh, just yeah, really he just looks to be a super player. Um, he's got the, he goes, he gets in the perfect position. He obviously reads the play really well, and he just sometimes gives the ball an almighty thump. Um, so, I think he, I think he dropped a couple of marks, perhaps um, had the fumbles a few times, but. Uh, geez, he gets in the right spot um, almost all of the time, doesn't he? Mm. Um, Oscar went down early with an injury. Um, mm. It's just bad. I argue things changed after mm. uh, after OMAC went off. Yeah, so let's talk about the other elephant in the room, the third quarter, the, the drop-off. Um, for me, it's, it's look, it's practice match, but it's still a very worrying sign. Uh, last year... Um, the thing that probably killed our year was these quarters where we go to sleep, whether it's the first quarter or it's the third quarter or the second or whenever it happens. But, you know, we can play a great game, three quarters of a great game, but these one quarters where we're going to sleep are costing us big time. We're bleeding goals and not able to kick goals ourselves. Uh, what was the third quarter? It was a one goal to five or six. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, that's a match match killer because even we dominated in the first quarter. Um, we kicked eight goals, but we let them kick four goals despite dominating. So it seems that when we kick lots of goals, we still get goals kicked on us and we can't seem to stem the bleeding uh, when when we go to sleep. Um, is, that a, is that a worry for you? It was a warm day. Yeah, wasn't it? It was. But so, it, they, they, it was warm for them too. <laughs> sorry? Yeah. <laughs> but they were switched off early and we were yeah. switched on early. And I wonder whether, yeah, they just perhaps, well, not ran out of puff, but, yeah. um, you know, whether it was taxing in the end. But um, on the plus side, we put our foot back on the pedal yes. again in the last and cruised away quite comfortably. So, look, it's not always going to be perfect, but, yeah, um, we saw too much of it last year, the going to sleep, um, and if it, you know, keeps emerging as the real season begins and progresses, then that's definitely a, a real worry. Um, and uh, the football department would have to, would have to look at it um, you hope that with the maturity and the, you know, uh, the experience that um, uh, that you sort of start to see the end of it and a bit more consistency across the four quarters. Yeah, I, I must say that last quarter, it's good that we can sort of get back into it after a break and, and put the foot down, but we've got to find a way to put the foot down or to stop it or to stall what's happening 
and and slow things down because it felt like we just didn't have any control and yeah it was hot and you know may have been a bit out of puff but I really don't want to see that happening in the in during the year because um, I mean that happened the exact same thing happened against Frio um, early on in the year and you know that cost us a place in the final that was just one one of the things that you know had it been had we not bled those seven goals against Freo, we uh, you know would have made the finals. Yeah, I mean, do you, is it a question of leadership? Uh, Jack Vine is not there at yep. the moment. So. Oh, we had, we had a little, quite a few players missing as well from the team, but that's going to happen and during the year. Nathan Jones was uh, uh, looked well off his game um, and really didn't yeah. have much of an influence for mine. Um, hardly, hardly sort of cited. So um, I read that he what is he, he's got some issues still with his back or it's flared again or something. There's got to be something because uh, reports from training today had him in that uh, rehab group rehab just running group. Running, yeah. running laps and he's sort of been in and out of that uh, that rehab group throughout the whole summer. So um, there's something up there and um, yeah, I wouldn't you know if if he doesn't come up, then maybe he won't be playing round one. Uh, and, and that's something we'll talk about a bit later, um, just our growing injury list, it seems. Um, yeah. So we'll talk about that a bit later. Anything else from the game? Um, obviously, we don't want going to sleep. Um, Maxi um, got, a, got a lot of tap outs, you know. Yeah, it didn't always translate to clearances, though, mm. did it? No. And, I mean... I thought he dominated the the, the tap outs, but yeah, I, did, I don't think he wasn't until sort of uh, Stevens went off injured that we sort of got the ascendancy back. But hmm, uh, it definitely looks to be in good nick, um, and I think he started to get his touch back because he took. Uh, I haven't seen the numbers, but I'm guessing he took more marks uh, on the weekend than he did the the week before when he. Seemed to completely misjudge a few, but yeah. uh, he seems to be all set for another spell of season. And fingers crossed, he stays fit um, and can reproduce uh, what he did in 2016. Yeah, we certainly need him. Um, I thought uh, Vince had a great uh, first half. Uh, he was sort of back to his better form, yep. and um, I was really impressed with uh, Jesse's game. Um, you know, yep. more so about getting the footy. He had 21 disposals, seven marks. Um, yeah, very. He uh, works really hard, Jesse. Yeah, yeah very, very he? impressed. Very impressed with him at the moment. So, um, yeah, he's always up. leading up and back, and uh, yeah, he's. Uh, it's great to see him play like that because it's it's a really well-rounded game. Yeah. All right, that's uh, JLT two. Um, did you go or watch it? On no, the no, I watched watched it on the on the telly. I, I didn't brave uh, going out to to Casey. Um, I watched it from the comfort comfort of of my living room, uh, yeah. and uh, we'll, I'll be there round one to see my first bit of footy for the year live. Um, now we put up a um, put up a little poll on the website. Um, earlier today and this is this is something I want to revisit because last year you know I think we uh, we had this thing finals is making not make not making the finals is that considered a failure and last year I think 
um, heading towards the middle of the year. I think you were you were in the camp that no, it's it, not making finals isn't a failure, and I think I was on the other side of the coin where I said, yeah, it is a failure. Um, this year, have things changed for you? Um, is missing the finals yep. a failure if we don't make it this year? Barring extraordinary uh, look, circumstances, well, I'm taking away, think, taking away, extra, taking away the extraordinary circumstances, uh, massive amounts of injuries and and the like. But yeah, no, I think that's how people responded in the thread. Yeah, um, that you know, barring that, then absolutely, it's got to be finals this year. Um, and I'm I'm there. Um, I wasn't last year, and just, I think we said this last week, despite the disappointment of round 23, I think still think last year was a successful season, but I can't see how I could say that about this year if we didn't play um, at least one final. Um, it, it just seems pretty clear-cut, doesn't it? Yeah, look, I don't think we can uh, cast our eyes further than uh, a first final. Um Yet, so, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but uh, Sigal in the chat room has just said, the only person who said it wouldn't be a failure was me, was doing something else and clicked the wrong damn button. <laughs> well, he clicked, so... I think he's clicked um, undecided, so uh, he, hasn't, uh, he hasn't been too bad in his, uh, in his predictions. Uh, you can be undecided. Um yeah, I think we've got to um, we've got to make uh, make finals. I don't think you know, but obviously, barring someone, I think someone said uh, there would have to be some extraordinary. This is Colin B. Flaubert uh, said uh, there would have to be some incredible extraordinary circumstances involved for us to miss, and for me to view it as acceptable uh, stuff like death in the club, like Phil Walsh, an affair coming to light, Wayne Carey, natural disasters, Amy Park burns down. Or things completely from left field, the salary crap and merger talks uh, are the only type of things that might qualify. Um, and yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, we we've got to make it. Uh, if we don't, what what happens then? Um, I, I, I you know I I, I want to maybe it's too, way too early for us to talk about what what well, happens. Well, somebody there. somebody said that we pack up and go home. <laughs> I'm actually already at home, so. I've got nowhere else to go. Yeah, um, I, I said my bags are still packed from round 23 last year, just at mm. the door waiting. Um, mm. Yeah, well, well, we'll watch this space. We'll talk about it probably uh, mid-year and hopefully we're in a position where, um, you know, it's uh, impossible not to make them. Um, the media predictions, I think we touched on it in a previous podcast, but there have been a few more. All the media's coming out, the ages had not done their predictions for 2018. The Herald yep. Sun uh, produced theirs the other day. Um, I think 15, 15 of them said we would make the finals, five said we'd miss, and I'm not surprised with the, uh, with the five that said we'd miss. They're sort of, uh, you know... Some of them are the people that like to make those type of predictions, um, controversial predictions. One of only one of them had us making the top four. Um, none of them thought we'd be premiers. None of them Who thought, thought we'd be top four. Do you remember? It was John Ralph. I th- think it was John Ralph. One sec. Um, 
off the top of my head. I, I, I'm just scrolling the list. Uh, but he said, I think, well, John Ralph, no, it wasn't John Ralph, but he, John Ralph was the one that predicted Jack Viney for the Brownlow. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we like that one. Uh, um, but, yeah, no one had us uh, for the wooden spoon, so uh, that's a plus. <laughs> well, we've really moved on, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, wasn't so <laughs> long ago that I, I couldn't read any of these uh, predictions. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's, I mean, how much stock do you put in uh, these, uh, these experts? I mean, it's great, I don't great of salt. <laughs> I um, I don't even read them anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Um, I used to, but I, yeah. It was Sam Landsberger uh, that said would make the top four. Right. Um, yeah. Look, uh, what I think we're a chance to we can make the top four. Um, I think our, our best is uh, our best is going to be as good as anyone else's. It's just a matter of how consistently they can apply it um, throughout the year. See, that's the thing. I know that our best can produce top four, but I know that we fall asleep and we can play terrible football that has cost us games. Uh, one bad quarter, one and a half bad quarters has cost us games. We've really got it. We rarely last year even put four quarters together. I mean, even games where we were won and were sort of, there were times when we fell asleep. The Brisbane game, round 22, was just as bad as round 23. I believe round 22 was one of the games that cost us because we got to a position where we were 30 points up. We, and something happened. We either took the foot off the pedals. We just let the bottom team come back into the game and we barely scraped away with a win. And that percentage is the percentage that, that killed us. I mean, having lost round 23, we didn't deserve it anyway, but... That, you know, it's those games. We've got to start putting four quarters of football together. And when we do that, we will be yeah, top you're four. Still, you're talking about a very young and inexperienced list. So, as I said before, those lapses you'd hope and expect um, start to diminish as, uh, as you get a bit older and get more games under your belt. How long do we go with the young and experienced? I'm not calling it an excuse because at, gen- at times it generally was an excuse or a reason. Um, well, we're getting but, into that yeah. zone now where, uh, you know, it, it probably starts to wear away this year, doesn't it? Yeah, like a lot of the these experts are, are giving their reasons of us not making the final, saying they don't trust us. Now, some of them aren't backing it up with anything else, but just that they don't trust us. Now, <laughs> times, I, I can understand that because I don't trust us fully yet. Um, but I know that our best football can beat anyone. I don't think there's any teams out there that I don't think we can beat if we play our best. You can probably say that about a lot of teams if they play their best. Um, but I know that we can, and we've just got to do it more often. I'm confident we will. All right, great. I, I like some confidence. Um, well, that's predictions. Um, I don't. I don't know if I don't think we have to go into the predictions uh, every one of them. But yeah, no. sort of. We're sort of half and half. There's a lot of them that don't trust us, and then there's a few of the ones. The ones are just predicting us just to make the eight. So. You know, some of them trust us more than others, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's prove everyone wrong. And um, 
we sort of touched on injuries. Um, it seems that our injury list is is growing. We've got a few players um, spending time in the um, rehab group. Now, some of our more faithful track watchers are, are saying that um, if players report a niggle or any slightest thing, then... You know, obviously they're being very conservative and then they go into the uh, rehab group. Um, but that rehab group seems to be getting bigger and bigger and we touched on it that Jonesy was in there today. Um, who are a couple of the other players that, w- that were in there today? Um, Nibbler's still in there. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Nib- we, last, Nib- we heard last yep. week that he was... So today, Nibbler's in there, Lewis was in there, Jonesy's in there, uh, Clayton Oliver was in there. I'm assuming it's just a niggle of something, and they were the guys they were just running laps. Uh, Harley Ballack, who hasn't uh, hasn't uh, played this year, he's also just running laps. Um, and neither T-Mac or Viney was spotted. So I um, don't know what's going on there. There was this interesting article posted on Fox Sports mm. about Jack Viney and him yes. speculating whether he's going to come back through Casey or go straight into the ones. See, and there's, there's... I just, I'm really annoyed with this Viney thing. Well, I'm annoyed do... with him and I'm annoyed with the staff. Okay. In what way... Surely they're both to blame. So in terms of being annoyed at the staff, you're in, are you annoyed with the management of the injury or the communication of what's happening with the injury. Well, it's... it's um, no, no, no. no. I, I'm not fussed about the communication. I'm not one of these people yep. that thinks the club needs to be up front with the supporters. Yep. I'd much rather they play Ducks and Drakes. Yeah, um, let's talk about that. I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't... Look, everyone thinks us as supporters, we deserve to be told everything. But in the end, I want us to win games. And if not telling... The supporters means that they're not telling the opposition team what's happening and the opposition have to guess and it stuffs up their matching up. Then, yeah, go for it. I want to win the game. So, yeah, you can play smoke and mirrors all you want with the opposition clubs. If it means keeping us in the dark, well, so be it. If it wins us a game, yeah, <laughs> I don't mind. So, having said that, what's, uh, what's your uh, beef with this? Well, you know, Viney... Um, and possibly the match conditioning and medical staff that they screwed up his, uh, you know, they screwed up his return really from the last one. So um, he came back. Now, he... Part of it is obviously he, the blame belongs with Jack because it was obviously troubling him, um, and perhaps he didn't say enough about it or you know pay enough attention to it. Um. Mm. But also, you know, the club needs to get through to the players that they must report these, you know, um, uh, niggles or flares or whatever it is that they're feeling um, so that further damage isn't done, which is what's happened in the Viney case now. It's been going on for months and, again, we sort of, you know, we're told he's then on track for round one, now he's ruled out for round one and speculating even that round two might not happen. Well, they were saying come that... come back through Casey. Yeah, like we were hearing last week that he'd be coming back this week through Casey or the latest next week through Casey, and now it seems like he may or may not 
come round two through Casey. So uh, when are we going to see Jack Viney? Uh, we don't know. Um, watch this space. It's uh, it's it's yeah. It's uh, it's worrying because we we need him out there, but don't want him out there too early when he's not ready. Yeah. So we also had Oscar McDonald was doing one-on-one skill work with the coaches. So obviously there's something NQR there. So we've got uh, I think was, someone said it was back spasms, mm. I think. He might yeah. have got a knee in the back or something like that. So, um, yeah, I hope the club's not playing down, you know, say Oscar and Tom and Jonesy. Um, and they are all they are all ready to go. Um against Geelong. Yeah, well, we've still got uh, well another week uh, until they have to make decisions on um, on what the team for round one is, and next week we're going to put together our best 22 um, and see how closely they match up. Um, if anyone else wants to, uh, to give their best 22, have a think about it, and maybe you can give a call in next week, and um, we'll go through it through your list with us. Um, George on the outer in the chat room has said, is any is our injury list any worse than any others? Uh, we have Viney, McDonald, Lewis, A and B. Uh, Geelong have Stanley, Dangerfield, Ablett, Scott, Selwood and Henderson. Um, yeah, um, you know, we were all week we've been doing our opposition watch and um, obviously there's a cloud over Ablett. Ablett looks like he probably, they're saying he will play, but he's going to go in quite underdone, but Ablett is Ablett, so, you know, you can't take him lightly. Um, Dangerfield did his hammy. What did they say? It was a, I don't know what type of grade it was, but uh, it's sort of a three-week injury and, you know, they're playing a bit of smoke and mirrors saying he might be ready, but, um, yeah, play him if he's going to be injured. Uh, I don't mind, but, yeah. Yeah, George makes a good point. Every Mm. club's got injuries. Um, pre-season and during the season, so yep. you've got to, uh, you know, you've got to get, just get on with it. And we showed last year um, we did very well at covering our injuries in the middle of the year. So, yep. Hellbent in the chat room says, I know it cost us a finals berth last year, but we need to stop using injuries as an excuse. We have reasonable depth now. Uh, and we do. Um, we've seen that we can cover um, people, you know, key players when they're injured we had max go down and we performed quite admirably uh with max out of there but you know what i would have preferred he had been there um as i yeah look if you you know if if you're missing viney jones and lewis that's a lot of leadership and experience isn't it yeah so um, add to that but look if if you're missing dangerfield and ablett you're missing two of your two of your best three That's, that's true um uh all right so opposition watch um yeah we've we've touched on that um yeah dangerfield uh, uh might not be playing so uh hmm, it's an interesting one but you know what you can only beat uh who's out on the park so we can't worry too much about that um oh, no I, th- I think we can beat uh, beat along with with their best team in, so um, I'll take any any absences, but uh, I'm not fussed about facing them at full strength either. 
if you want to give us a call and uh, talk about um, talk about our injury list or even anything we've talked about tonight, the JLT or um, Geelong's injury concerns, uh, 03-9016-3666. That's 03-9016-3666. We'd love to hear from Demon Landers. You can jump in the chat room like a few of our other um, followers, uh, demonland.com slash podcast. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned our Skype, demonland31 on Skype, if you want to give us a call. Um, yeah, we can move on from uh, from that. Um, uh, just two two things before yeah. we do move on. Redden Bluebeards just asked, if Tom McDonald is missing, who's our re- relief ruckman? Is it Peterson? The answer to that is yes, At the moment, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it it doesn't seem that our um our younger ruck brigade is is ready um for the big time yet. So um I think you got to go Peterson. He's been proven um a good relief ruckman. Yep. He's I, I, uh, good on the ball and uh has got a good uh, good strong tackle too. And one from earlier D Oldfart asked um he well, he said that he's been wondering whether we'll go with one or two tall defenders against the Cats, um, assuming that both Oscar and Frosty are both fit. Yeah, I look. If Omac's fit, if, if Omac's and Omac. Well, if Omac's fit, it seems the coaching's going that way with Omac. Um, Frosty, I don't know. Uh, Frosty, I thought. In the game against St Kilda, he was on when sort of things, you know, when Bruce, who always seems to have a great game against us, he must love coming up against us. Um, Frosty was on him for most of that time. So, um, yeah, uh, I think I, at the moment, go with Omak. But do we play both of them at the same time? I, Not for I really mine. don't know. Nope. Um but yeah, with um, you know, if if Tom McDonald's missing, uh, yeah, Peterson goes goes in the ruck. You'd think, um, and I just wonder what. If Oscar McDonald's missing, then the Frost, Frost obviously will play. comes in. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, all right. Um, that's that. Yep. Uh, the other big thing to happen this week: uh, our girls in the AFLW. Um, had a good win once again. Had a ripper first quarter and then sort of fell away uh, after that, but uh, still, it's contagious, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But did enough uh, in that first quarter to uh, to snuff the Blues out and put us in. Con- uh, considering some of the other results, in has put us in a good position because now the um, the year is back in our hands uh, before. It was, well, we had to win, but then we had to rely on other results. Now, this week, we're playing the Bulldogs. If we win, we're in a grand final. If we lose, what has to happen? We need, um, we need, is it, who's who's the closest in percentage to us? It's, yeah, uh, GWS. I don't have it in front of me. I, I do, I do. I've got it uh, here. Um, and here we go. Uh, GWS are the closest. Uh, well, it depends how. If we do lose, it all depends on how badly we do get beaten in terms of our percentage. But GWS are seven percent behind us. Um, I don't even know who they're playing this week. Um, 
so great preparation on my my behalf. Um, and by your silence, <laughs> I'm assuming you don't know who they're playing either. They're playing uh, small but forward says Collingwood. Um, we need Collingwood to beat Adelaide too. Um, so GWS are playing the Lions. Okay, that's interesting because it's uh, two decent teams as well. Um, yeah. Where are the uh, so Brisbane? Oh, Brisbane. Oh, because G. Sorry, because GWS. Uh, that's not percentage isn't going to matter because GWS have that half that draw. Half game. Yeah. Yes. So if we lose and. Uh, ooh, and Brisbane, you know, GWS beat Brisbane and and or Adelaide beats Collingwood, uh, we're out. Yep. Safest way to do it is to win, yes. basically. <laughs> so we're going to win. And <laughs> but, it, looks, uh, it looks like if we win, um, I know we won't necessarily play the Bulldogs again because then it depends on those two results again, yeah. Yep. But they're going to have to do it without Vice-Captain Mel Hickey. Yeah, who, that was a shame. Uh did an ACL, so shout-outs to Mel, yeah. uh, former guest on the show. Our first guest, uh, by the way, that is a, uh, that's a trivia question uh, for the ages, uh, who our yep. first guest was, so, um, yeah. A real shame, because yeah. she um, she's really elite in her preparation, um, as, uh, as we've sort of seen, she's, you know, um, really sort of spends 24 hours a day being in the sort of the right the right zone and doing the right things um uh in terms of preparation so um yeah what a what a shame there's been quite a few ACLs in the in the women's footy this year yeah they have so um yeah we wish Mel all the best so I mean that's going to be tough because she'll miss now um because don't they play after once this season finishes they all go back to their clubs and um, yeah, you know, so local she'll miss with, the, with that, uh, Darabin, so, yeah, yeah. Yep. which is a shame uh, for her and for Darabin as well, who won the premiership last year. So, yeah, we wish her a very speedy recovery and uh, sending all of our best to to her. Um, I tell you what, though, early in the season, I thought Karen Paxman is potentially the best player going around in the comp, but after. You know, the season's progressed a bit now, and certainly after the weekend's game, Elisa Day has got to be mm-hmm. close, doesn't she? Yeah, she had a ripper. Um, she's also, she's just a natural footballer. Um, she looks great when she's got the footy, as in it's just very easy for her. Um, great kicking action, dead-eyed dick in front of goals. Um, had three in the first quarter. She is, talk about elite, she is right up there. Mm. Yep, and you can't go past uh, Daisy, who gives it a roll each week. Um, I was also very impressed with our full forward as well, who had a great uh, great first quarter. Um, yeah, just needs to work on the kicking a mm. bit. Um, but certainly gets a lot of the footy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's just so tall. Um, and her reach is incredible, mm. so she can sort of pluck them from anywhere. But um, uh, she's pretty good at recovery too, considering um, considering her, her height. So um, she's only going to get better as as we go. 
Yep, so massive game this week. Win, we're in a granny, lose, and we're relying on a couple of results that have to go our way. And when you're relying on more than one result, it uh, makes it makes it harder. So, um, yeah, destiny is in our hands. And um, it wasn't too long ago that we were saying that exact same thing on uh, this very podcast. So let's hope a, a, D's, a Demons team can get into a grand final again. Uh, it's been a long time between drinks. So, yeah, best of luck to the, to the girls on the weekend. Um, is there anything else... Uh, Great Barney. Uh, not for mine, no. Just waiting for the real thing to come around. I noticed that the MCG put the goalposts in today. Yep, yep, I saw that. Um, Yarra Park is blocked off for parking. Yeah, I'm not surprised uh, with that, considering the environment, uh, you know, that we live in these days. Um, you know, that uh, a car park can be a dangerous place. So um... People say it should be developed. I hope it isn't. I reckon it's amazing that you can have... It's one of the world's largest stadiums and at least sort of one half of it is surrounded by uh, beautiful parkland. Mm-hmm. And I love the walk from Richmond Station yep. through Yarra Park yep. uh, to the gate. And it's got a distinct smell about it. It's the smell of football. It's the smell of anticipation, and uh, yeah, I hope they leave it as is. And the uh, the smell of the walk of shame when you when you lose and you're running the run of shame when you're running back to get the train after the game, so you beat the feral Richmond supporters. Yeah, <laughs> they need to do something with that Richmond gate because it's too small to handle a seven thousand crowd, isn't it? I yeah, mean, they can stand there for. Two hours. It's you know what? When we win, I don't care. <laughs> but when we lose, that bottleneck is is just mm. terrible. So um, yeah, I, I yeah, they've got to do something. But I don't know what the solution is. Um, I don't know how you you know you can make open it better. Gates. Well, yeah, well that's the thing. Either you just open it up, um, that would relieve it a little bit, but they want to obviously get every cent they can out of us. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you can do about that. It's it's just it's terrible. Uh, but as I said, when we win, I'm not so fast on a, you know, to wait there for a bit. But when you lose, it's just hell. Mind you, you can just cross the road and go in through the other side. I think I'm going to do that. For now. <laughs> I just figured that out. Yeah, um, you can cross over and go in there, or you cross over the bridge and come through the back way on the other mm, side. It's uh, a bit longer. Yeah, but you know it's what? A, bit of a longer walk. What's the difference? I'd rather be moving and get there quicker than being standing still in that um, mm. bottleneck. Um, As you say, it depends on whether uh, you win or lose. What's just happened on the field? Yep. Yeah, it does. So, uh, yeah, Dees, do us a favour so we don't have to stand in shame at uh, the Richmond Gate. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think we'll call it there. I'm 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 pumped for the season. Um, it's best time of the year for me. Um, you know, full of hope and um, anticipation. And you know, let's hope that this year is the year that we we come back into some relevance and. You know, it's a good thing that we're getting talked about a lot more. We're getting um, 
talked up a little bit, not too much. I don't like to be talked up too much because I think we play our worst football when we're talked up. Uh, I don't know how that works that way, but uh, it seems to. Um, but good times. Um, looking forward to a great year. And um, we'll be here every week, um, you know, talking about it. And hopefully we're not... Uh, we're I reckon not it's going to be a it. very enjoyable season. Yeah, I I hope so. <laughs> I'm not saying... Uh, I'm quietly sort of confident. I'm trying to talk my talk it up a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I just... I want to win that first game. That That's going to really... Do it for me. That'll set the time. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Come into many round one full of hope only to be, only for it to be dashed. But uh, we could be on the verge of, of something better and something something great. So um, we've cert- look, we've certainly got the team. We've got the, the – and, and, oh, another – well, if we're going to talk about um, media predictions, uh, you know, we don't like to hear the uh, ones that – don't say we're going to make the finals, but I love hearing. I loved hearing from um, Rusey. Um, Rusey this week came out and said it's a good time to be a Melbourne supporter. Um, he thinks we'll play finals, and um, it seems like he's really still and obviously he's a fan of the D's. And maybe it's because he's you know got that vested interest of watching these young guys sort of develop. But hopefully he's sort of in for the long haul. We saw him at a few games last year. Yeah, we definitely um, did. He was there a couple of times. And he even he had his uh, he had a coat on and a hoodie on, yep. so that really no one would bother him. Yeah, um, sitting right up the front, so he he really couldn't be seen. Um, so sort of going incognito, um, so I could watch the boys. Uh, yep, love Rosie. Yep, and yep. we'll be uh, thanking him. Uh, as the good times get even better, yep, for, uh, for for what he did. Certainly, him, uh, Peter Jackson. Um, he turned us around, you know, because got us got to start somewhere. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, he was one who um, he got Rusey to the club. Um, so a lot of thanks to him too. All right, I think we're going to leave it there. It's been a good show, and. Um, yeah, we'll be um, we'll uh, be back next week where we bring you our best twenty-two for the year, and we will be the team won't be announced yet. I don't I don't think next Wednesday, but um, is Nasher in the best moderate uh, best um, <laughs> podcast twenty-two because he hasn't done a preseason at all, and what? I'm worried if he joins us in the proper season, he'll hurt his voice. <laughs> well, so Nasher, if you're listening, you've got to. Um, you need to need to buckle up, buddy. Yeah, we we have. I must say, we, we have invited Nasher on, and a few times he he's agreed to come on and then pulled out in the last minute. Um, and I did invite him tonight, but didn't hear from him. So Nasher, let's get you back on board, son. Uh, we miss you here, and uh, he didn't we, come to podcast boot camp either. No, he was, didn't. <laughs> which was uh, a strange decision. Yeah, well, uh, the computer falling on his head last year didn't help. So, uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll just use iPads next year. I promise. Uh, they're not as uh, not as heavy. All right. Um, my name is Andy. Great Viney joining me again tonight. Thank you, and uh, we'll be back next week. Come on, demons.